0: And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. There's as many proverbs as there are days in a month. That's right. Yep. You can, if you, proverbs are good because they're just kind of like useful advice that, and wisdom that mostly Solomon gave. So I, I don't think it's um, but just by chance that there's 31 proverbs. There's one for each day of the month. Try to follow those proverbs yeah, for that, that day. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and to study them until they become like second nature. One of them. In chapter 26 of Proverbs, this is 26-27, that makes it easier to remember, Proverbs 26-27. It says this, If a man digs a pit, he will fall into it. Not the man he meant to fall into it. If a man digs a pit, he himself will fall into it. Hmm. If, a, if, if a man, a man ro- makes trouble, he's going to get into it. If a man rolls a stone, it will roll back on him. Trey, you just thought of a context there. Think about that proverb, and then think about what we're reading tonight, and how it relates. If a man digs a pit, he himself will fall into it. Verse 1, we're at the point where Mordecai was just honored in chapter 6 by Haman, which Haman did not want to do. But Haman was deceived by himself because he knew that King Xerxes wanted to honor somebody. He figured it was him, self, and instead it was not. Now they are about to attend the banquet that Esther had prepared. Caught up? Yep. So the king and Haman went to dine with Queen Esther, and as they were drinking wine on that second day, the king again asked, Queen Esther, what is your petition? It will be given to you. What is your request? Even up to half the kingdom, it will be granted. Third time. Half the kingdom? I'll take that. (laughs) Right. Okay, I'll start there. Then the Queen Esther answered, If I have found favor with you, O king, and if it pleases your majesty, grant me my life, this is my petition, and spare my people, this is my request. For I and my people have been sold for destruction and slaughter and annihilation. If we had merely been sold as male and female slaves, I would have kept quiet, because no such distress would justify disturbing the king. King Xerxes asked Queen Esther, Who is he? Where is the man who has dared to do such a thing? Esther said, The adversary, an enemy, Is the vile Haman. Then Haman was terrified before the king and queen. The king got up in a rage, left his wine, and went out into the palace garden. But Haman, realizing that the king had already decided his fate, stayed behind to beg Queen Esther for his life. Just as the king returned from the palace garden to the banquet hall, Haman was falling on the couch where Esther was reclining. The king exclaimed, Will he even molest the queen while she is with me in the house? As soon as the word left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. oftentimes you saw people do before they were about to be executed. Then Harbana, one of the eunuchs attending the king said, A gallows 75 feet high stands by Haman's house. He had it made for Mordecai, who spoke up to help the king. Anyone putting it together yet? Mm-hmm. They're going to hang him on his own gallows. And what did the he proverb... He got himself into his own trouble. That's right. He dug a pit for Mordecai to fall into. And who ended up falling into it? And Mordecai. Or, sorry, he himself. Him on. That's correct, himself. And that's what the proverb said. Right? Who came first? Haman or Solomon? Solomon. King Solomon. King Solomon was way before. King, when King Solomon was king, the Israelites were not subject to the rule of the Babylonians. Weren't the Israelites like a world power? They were a world power, right? That was the rule of Solomon. Solomon gave this proverb, this wisdom, long before this happened. But that's because Solomon didn't get his wisdom from himself. Who did he get his wisdom from? God. That's right. And when God says something, that's just the way it's going to be. Just give it time. There'll be people that you'll encounter that they'll look at the Bible with pity, because they'll, they'll pick out a verse and say, oh, look, this doesn't happen the way it says in here. I thought it says that your God will, that surely Christ bore your diseases. Well, if surely Christ on the cross bore your diseases, then why do you find Christians with disease? He still felt the pain of the diseases. That's right. That is correct. And But they'll throw little things at you and make you feel a little bit defenseless. But it's just like, you know what? We are not. We haven't been around forever. We won't be around forever. And we don't see God's plan with this timing of how this is going to happen. And it's not something I can fully explain. That's right. And that's okay. What's up, heart? Or is like to hold, like like to bear something, like to hold something almost. Yes. Have. That's right. That's right. If it, if it was like this, let's say, Harper, you fell off your bike, right? And I bore your pain. It would mean like, it hurt me to see you hurt. I was hurting with you, right? But the way Jesus did it was more than that. He didn't just hurt with us. He actually took the hurt. Does that make sense? such that when we share in it that's not like a spirit thing right that is purely flesh that is purely of this world that's not by god's design his design was to take it like substitution wise not i'm going to take it and you're going to take it right Mm -hmm. when we're when we're living in this world and those things are happening to us it's it testifies to us that this world is fallen that this world will have to be destroyed that we will have to leave our bodies and go to be with him and inherit a new spiritual body where all these things that we've already been given in Christ do happen for us, right? So it actually testifies to the truth. But, Harbour, that's a good question. So Haman built the gallows for Mordecai. And Haman is about to get hanged on the gallows that he had built to execute that's right, to execute the person that he hated because there was so much bitterness in his heart. If he just would have shut his mouth and dealt with his bitterness none of this would have happened. Because really, remember it was Mordecai who set him off. It really wasn't all the people all the Israelites. It was really Mordecai who really set him off. Yes? I thought it wasn't that he was bitter. I thought it wasn't that he bowed. That's right. Mordecai didn't bow to Haman. And for that one single little reason, Haman was bitter at him. He was mad at him and he couldn't shake it. If somebody showed you a little bit of disrespect, could you just kind of, yeah, like let that roll off your shoulder? Who cares? Yeah. Like somebody at school. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be mean. Sometimes they're going to say something. They're going to make a comment, something about you. That's not true. Of course, you know, your identity. It comes from the Lord. It's affirmed by me and your mother about who you are. And you know these things. Your identity is not confirmed from others or affirmed by them unless it's consistent with what God says about you. And if it's not, it's a lie. It's from the devil. And that's what the devil does. He deceives. Why does he deceive? He wants you to fall into sin. Why? Because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can make you believe something about yourself that isn't true, he's going to steal your joy. And that's what he wants. how evil he is. The king said, hang him on it. So they hanged him on on the gallows he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the king's fury subsided. Well, I'll still say the king's a pretty rash person, but in this case it worked out okay. At least he got happy again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess that's all it takes is hang somebody on the gallows. You know, he gets bitter at somebody and he ends up perfectly fine. When he... <laughs> No, obviously the Lord's hand is in this because Haman wanted to kill the entire Israelite race. And the Israelite race obviously has to go on because Jesus has already been prophesied that he will come from the lineage of David. Right. And if Jesus prophesies something, we can trust that it's going to happen. It's going. Yeah, that's right. It's going to happen. That's absolutely correct. And so, uh, this was actually a good thing, and the takeaway proverb is, is Proverbs chapter 26, verse 27. If a man digs a pit, or Harper, it could be a woman. If a man or woman, if a person digs a pit, that person will themselves fall into it. If a person rolls a stone, it will roll back on them. Does that happen every time, like, if they um, dig a pit, they'll fall? They don't mean well, it literally. I yeah, know. it's metaphor. I, I know that. But, like, will, does, like, does it happen every time? No. Mm-hmm. It probably doesn't happen every time, even metaphorically. Um, if that if you set a trap, For somebody to fall into, that you yourself are going to be the one that ends up in trap. Maybe metaphorically that's not always true, but I'll tell you this. If you set a trap, and the person you set it against falls into it, I can guarantee you that if the Spirit of Christ is in you, you won't feel like justice was done. You're not going to feel good. You're not going to feel at peace because you ended because you hurt somebody or because somebody fell into a trap. For a little while, you might feel good. That's just the flesh. That's just the jealous you know, flesh that it might feel good for a little while. But eventually, you're going to come to yourself and you're going to say, I wish I wouldn't have done that. That was mean. If the person is right next to you, maybe you apologize and you can feel better about it. If not, you might carry the weight of that decision for a long time because you just feel guilty. You wish you could apologize to him. You just wish you wouldn't have made that decision. Who knows that you've been put into the position you're in for such a time as this? You remember the verse? You know, what that tells us is that we want to be a positive influence on people. So even if you don't necessarily fall into the trap that you set, I do believe that there's absolute truth in the fact that If you're setting traps, mischievous traps, in order to catch somebody that you're bitter at because of issues with your flesh, and they fall into it, you're not going to feel the fulfillment you thought you were going to feel. And so in that way, you will fall into a sort of pit. Grief. Loss of peace. That's a good question, Harper. How would a Russian say it? It's a good question. No, I don't have to say that. <laughs> okay. It's a good, it's a it's a good a, question. It's a good question. It was a good question. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, I love you, kids. Love you, too. You guys are good kids.